0: Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 10th, 2019. Broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will open the show with a preview of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. That's right, only eight teams remain in the tournament. I will give you picks, picks, and my DraftKings got to have them play for the four games this weekend. That's what I will open the show with. I will close out the show with some thoughts on the professional wrestling world. That's right, we had some major news in the world of professional wrestling earlier this week. I will get to that. I'll react to all of it. But, uh, you know, I, I do mainly stick with the four major sports in the show NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NHL. Uh, I, I get to some UFC, MMA, some boxing every once in a while, and as you know, also some wrestling. And this is a big time of year in the wrestling world with the Royal Rumble. In just a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be doing our official Royal Rumble preview with Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated, probably in like two weeks. He'll join me in studio. We we do that before every major WWE pay-per-view. We do a little preview podcast. So uh, we do have that coming, but I will close out the show today with some thoughts on some major news in the professional wrestling world that has to do with a new company that is getting ready to battle Vince McMahon and WWE. Um they had the announcement this week for all Elite Wrestling and they had some major acquisitions and maybe they have some more acquisitions some more major acquisitions to come. I'm going to react to all of that to close out the show. But uh you know it is an exciting time of year for wrestling fans because the Royal Rumble like I said in a couple of weeks that is the official beginning to the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania as you know is the Super Bowl of the WWE. And uh, speaking of that actually, how would you like to go to the big game on February 3rd in Atlanta? The big game on February 3rd. We don't know who's going to be playing in the big game yet cuz like I said there's 8 teams left in the tournament, but uh you have a chance to go. You have a chance to win two tickets to the big game, two VIP tailgate party tickets, two paid round trip flights, and a paid hotel room for 3 nights. In Atlanta. Because our exclusive partners at betonline.ag are giving away the ultimate big game weekend experience for you and a guest. This is a once-in-a-lifetime trip for two people that you can win. Here's how you enter. It's simple. Just go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and then enter the contest. Betonline.ag, sign up for an account, and enter the contest. It's easy. Two tickets to the big game, two VIP tailgate tickets, tickets two paid round-trip flights, and a paid hotel room for three nights in Atlanta. The lucky winner will be announced on January 26th, so go enter right now. Our exclusive partners at betonline.ag have the golden tickets, and this is your opportunity to place a bet on yourself. So don't miss out. Visit betonline.ag today for the details. That is probably the best giveaway that we'll ever do on this show, that I'll ever do on this show. I mean, how cool is that? Honestly, it's one thing to win tickets to the big game. It's another thing to get the paid-for round-trip flights, the paid-for hotel room, and the VIP tailgate party tickets. And there's more, I think, if you win. So it's an easy sign-up. It's easy to enter. Go do it right now at betonline.ag. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. Play for free at draftkings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C, that's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Today's show is also presented by Ivy League Hydration. Look better, feel better, and perform better by jumping on the IV. That's right, the IV, and they're right here in Boston. It's not just for hangovers. Ivy League Hydration can help you with cold and flu symptoms, jet lag before a big meeting, or even your athletic performance. I know many pro athletes who use IV hydration as part of their normal routine to perform at the highest level. IV league hydration utilizes a common, minimally invasive procedure to deliver fluids, vitamins, and other nutritional supplements directly into your bloodstream to provide immediate relief and hydration. They have a new store in Southie, but here's the best part. They can come to you. Check out their website, ivleaguehydrate.com. That's ivleaguehydrate.com to see all of their different IV hydration packages. Or you can just give them a call, 1-800-905-4252. That's 1-800-905-4252. Look better, feel better, and of course, perform better with Ivy League hydration Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 10th. Uh, Just a couple football thoughts outside of the playoffs before I give you my picks and give it a preview. I did watch Clemson smash Alabama on Monday night in the national championship. I did watch that. And, uh, you know, I think all eyes now are on the kid, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for Clemson. He's a true freshman, true freshman was just playing high school football last year. I mean, this kid's got balls, right? To be on that stage and to lead your team, not just to a win on that stage, but a win like that over that Alabama team. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Trevor Lawrence, kid has balls. I say all eyes are on him because there was a story a couple days ago that said the XFL was going to reach out to him about, not next year, but the year after because Lawrence, the kids, are he's a true freshman, which means he didn't redshirt, which means that you got to be, what, three years out of high school. You have to have graduated three years out of high school to be eligible for the NFL draft. So Trevor Lawrence, he's not eligible until 2021. So he has to play. If he wants to go to play professional football and get paid to play football. And I, I know the jokes that you're making right now. Well, he's probably getting paid somehow, some way at Clemson. All right, fine. But right, you want to be on the books with that? You want to be on the books getting paid to, to play professional football? He can't go to the NFL till 2021. All right? So he, he'd have to play two more years at Clemson, go through his sophomore year, go through his junior year, and then be eligible for the NFL draft. Well, there was a story a couple days ago that said the XFL was gonna was thinking about allowing players who maybe two years out of high school to go get paid to play in the XFL. And it would be a five month contract, and the top players, which would pro you know, the top players quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks would get paid somewhere between two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand uh over a, a, a five month span. If I have those, I think I have those numbers correctly. Either way, you know, if Trevor Lawrence wants to go to the XFL, it's looking like he could go to Vince McMahon's league, and and not play his junior season, and then maybe be eligible for the NFL draft. I mean, if you're gonna play football and risk injury, you might as well get paid 300k to do it. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't know how the X, the new XFL is gonna work. I know they have they've announced eight cities. Boston is not one of those cities, so how interested am I going to be in it? I don't don't really know. Uh, They do have some major cities, like they have Los Angeles, they have New York. Um, You know, I think they have a couple teams in Texas. So, I mean, we'll see what type of money they're going to throw around to players. But with Lawrence being a true freshman, you know, he's going to have to play two more years of football somewhere. Before he's eligible for the NFL draft in 2021. And because of that, the conversation has come up. Well, does the NFL do it wrong? Should they just let a kid who's ready make the decision to go play professional football after maybe, you know, being a true freshman, going right to the NFL? I mean, right now, that's not the case, so... Um, that's why I say all eyes are on him. But uh, Clemson, they rolled, and they are the early favorite to win the national championship next year as well, knowing that Trevor Lawrence will definitely be back at Clemson next year uh, for his sophomore campaign. I did not expect it to go down like that. As I told you, I was taking Alabama. I think I got him at minus minus five. But Clemson, they proved me wrong. Congratulations to the Clemson Tigers on winning the national championship. And then back to the NFL, you know, here locally, some of the talk outside of the playoffs has been with offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, and, and maybe what his future was going to look like. Yeah, As you know, last year was a little crazy with McDaniels because he verbally agreed to become the Indianapolis Colts head coach to the point where the Colts, like, could set up this whole... um they, they set up a whole press conference for it, right? They even announced it. They even tweeted it out. The Colts tweeted it out. Like, when the... The, the press conference was going to take place where they were going to reveal their new coach to the, to the football world in Josh McDaniels. And then McDaniels met with Belichick and Kraft and he told the Colts, actually, I'm going to back out of this verbal agreement and uh, I'm going to stay in New England as their offensive coordinator. It led a lot of people to thinking that McDaniels was never going to get a look, a real look, at a head coaching position again in the NFL because nobody could trust him. Uh, turns out that is not true. The Green Bay Packers last Friday interviewed Josh McDaniels for their head coaching position. The Cincinnati Bengals wanted to interview Josh McDaniels, but McDaniels said no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks to, to Cincinnati, which I can understand that. You know, then we were hearing things about the Cleveland Browns. And I told you on Monday's podcast that if, if I was Josh McDaniels, And I'm off at the Cleveland position? Like, to me, that's a coveted spot. Baker Mayfield, you saw how Cleveland played down the stretch. You know they got playmakers on the offensive side. You got the running back and Chubb. You got a defense that, you know, has always been pretty decent in Cleveland. You got a fan base that's starving to get to the playoffs and be a contender. And if you are going to win in Cleveland, you are going to be you know, you're going to be remembered as being a special coach and you got the quarterback to do it. And so McDaniels being an offensive guy, like if I'm McDaniels and the Cleveland job, if they want me, I'm taking it. Now, since I told you all this stuff, some things have happened. Green Bay, they passed on Josh McDaniels. Um, they hired a new coach. And then the Cleveland Browns, they also passed on McDaniels. I don't even think McDaniels interviewed with the Browns. Did he? Did he even interview with the Browns? I know he interviewed with Green Bay. McDaniels also spoke this week and basically make it sound like he was staying in New England for the foreseeable future. Now, some people will say, well, these teams, they didn't agree with, they didn't bring McDaniels in because maybe they felt like they couldn't trust him. Well, maybe McDaniels didn't really show them that he actually wanted their position all that much. And so maybe at that point, the lack of trust in McDaniels played in to their decision to not hire him. I, I will say, you know, Cleveland, I guess from the outside looking in, didn't really seem interested in McDaniels. I'm a little shocked by that. So uh, it looks like McDaniels is going to be in New England next year. And I told you a couple weeks ago, if I did have to put my money on it, even after what I said about the Cleveland job, after him interviewing in Green Bay, if I had to put my money on it, I I told you I would have put my money on McDaniels coming back to the Patriots. That looks like... That's what's gonna happen now. Never say never. As I mean, you know, McDaniel says he's staying in New England. As we found out with McDaniel's, his word isn't necessarily something that we should all be relying on right now. But as it looks, McDaniel's is gonna remain the offensive coordinator of the Patriots. And right now he's getting ready for a game against the Los Angeles Chargers in the divisional round of the playoffs, which will be Sunday at 1 at Gillette Stadium. Uh, One other coaching thing, though, that I have to to mention and sort of knock. The New York Jets, they hired... (laughs) I had to make sure I wasn't getting trolled on Twitter reading this. The Jets hired former Dolphins coach Adam Gase. And it's like a what? That's like a huh? Moment? Like, you, you look at that, you're like, this. that's what they did? Like, that's what the Jets did? Adam Gase? That's who they're bringing in as their coach? All right. <laughs> like, if, that, if that's what they want to do, like, they're just going to stay in the AFC East? You'd think they'd at least get out of the division to bring someone in to have success in that division. They're going to stay in the division. I, that's a typical Jets move. I mean, even Jets fans are saying this is a typical Jets move. Jets fans today are saying they hate their lives because of that move. Because the Jets are like, oh, you know what? We'll, yo, let's take a guy who who didn't have success in this division. In this shitty division. Let's take one of those guys. <laughs> Out of anybody that you could could interview. I, and don't tell me that people wouldn't want to go. Didn't Mike McCarthy, wasn't he like begging to go to the Jets? Um... You got Sam Donald who's supposed to be a young up and coming stud quarterback. Don't tell me there aren't guys who wouldn't want to go the Jets. There are. People look at teams that they want to go to and the first thing they do is look at who the quarterback is. That's the first thing they do. And Sam Donald, I mean, unless there's some things about Donald that people around the league believe in him that 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 we maybe don't see, like, do people think he's just going to be a bust? I, I mean, I don't see that, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I would think that people would want to coach him. But the Jets, they say, no, you know what? We're going to, st- we're going, we're going to stick with the RAFC East counterparts. Like, we're we're going <laughs> to let's go to Adam Gase. That's who we're going with, the former Dolphins coach, the former Miami coach. Let's bring him in. All right. That's what the Jets want to do. (laughs) So those are a couple of the coaching moves around the leagues. To be honest with you, like I'm not all in on all the coaching moves. What I am all in on is the playoffs. Playoff football, divisional round is here. We got eight teams left in the tournament, four games this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Here's the schedule. The divisional round begins Saturday at 435 on NBC. The number six seed Indianapolis Colts. Go to Kansas City, the Colts and the Chiefs, the six seed versus the one seed in KC Saturday at four thirty-five on NBC. The Chiefs are a five-point favorite in this game. Uh, then you will have on Saturday night at eight fifteen, you'll have the number four seed Dallas Cowboys in LA to take on the Rams. The number two seed Rams. The Rams a seven-point favorite. Again, Saturday night at eight fifteen. This game is on Fox. The number four seed Cowboys going to L.A. to take on the number two seed Rams. And um, you know, I, I I look at Dallas, and I I like Dallas. It's just going on the road. That's tough. That's a tough break for them. It's a tough break for the Cowboys having to go on the road. Uh, Sunday. Speaking of tough breaks on the road, the Chargers, who had to go to the East Coast, from the West Coast to the East Coast last weekend, and they had to fly back to the West Coast. Now they got to come back to the East Coast. The number 5 seed Chargers come to Gillette Stadium, come to New England, Sunday at 1 o'clock on CBS at 105. Again, the Chargers, the 5 seed, the Patriots, the 2 seed. Patriots, a 4-point favorite in this one, Sunday at 105. And then the Sunday 440 game, the number six seed Philadelphia Eagles go to New Orleans to take on the one seed Saints. This game is on Fox Sunday at 440, or 440 kickoff. And the Saints are an eight-point favorite in this one. So that's the schedule for the weekend. We might as well get right into the picks. Let's do it. I'll begin with my DraftKings. Gotta have them play it's for all four games this weekend. Last week, I gave you Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. And he, I think he was the best quarterback in daily fantasy on the weekend, right? Get you 21 DFS points. He was one of the best quarterbacks. So um, it was a good pick for me in my DraftKings lineup. Again, you can play for free by using my promo code PICK P I C, by signing up with my promo code PIC, PIC, at DraftKings.com. So I went with Dak Prescott last week, and guess what? I'm going with Prescott again. Dak Prescott, for the second straight week, is my DraftKings got to have him play. 5200 bucks. that's what he's going to cost you. He is the cheapest quarterback of the eight starting quarterbacks this weekend. Uh, the most expensive quarterback is Patrick Mahomes at $7,000. Give me Prescott at a bargain. Give me Prescott out of bargain. The Cowboys take on the Rams. Uh, it's in L.A., but it's a Rams team that obviously puts up points. You know that. They have the potential to score a lot of points. The Cowboys might have to ditch the run game at some point and and really just throw the football. Hey, Guess what? Dump-offs to Zeke still work for me if I take Dak Prescott. And when you get down inside the 10, you know, Prescott has the ability to run a touchdown in himself. We've seen him. It, he likes to do that. And sometimes that fools the defense. The defense thinking that Zeke's going to run it. Prescott runs it instead. Prescott can throw. He likes to throw. I'm taking Dak Prescott. It's a bargain. 5200 Save your money or spend your money somewhere else. Dak Prescott is my gotta have him play at $5,200 at DraftKings. Play for free with promo code PIC, PIC at DraftKings.com. And that brings me to Picks Picks for the divisional round. With the spread, I'm I'm back to picking against the spread. The Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge all season long. That was Moneyline. That was their rules. And I was just playing by the rules. And I picked straight up winners. And I had a nice season for myself. But I really love picking against the spread. I do. And that's what I'm back doing. I'm still with Podcast One. It's just that the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge uh, was just for the regular season. Not for the postseason. Not for the playoffs. So, for the playoffs, back to picking against the spread. Let's get to it. Hit the music. Picks Picks for the divisional round is presented by BetOnline.ag. Again, win two tickets to the big game on February 3rd in Atlanta by signing up for a free account today at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, BetOnline.ag I went 2-1-1 In the wild card round Picking against the spread 2 wins, 1 loss And a push, All right, So 2-1-1 Let's do better than that My first pick for the divisional round I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs As a 5 point favorite Over the Indianapolis Colts This game Saturday at 435 In Kansas City It's a 6 seed versus a 1 seed The Colts are a 6 seed the Chiefs are a one seed. Chiefs coming off a bye. Colts coming off a big win in Houston. If you're just looking at the seeds, this game is going to be deceiving. You're like, oh, a six seed versus a one seed. This will be an easy game for Kansas City in Kansas City against the worst seed in the AFC. Eh, not true. If you've been watching the Colts lately, they've been playing great football, all right? And if you include their win in Houston in a wild Card round, the Colts have won five straight games. I mentioned the Chiefs are coming off a first round bye. When you go back to the regular season though, the Chiefs they lost two of their last three games and really they're only the one seed in the AFC because the Chargers choked. The Chargers lost that Week 16 game against the Baltimore Ravens. If the Chargers had won that, Chargers would be the one seed. And who knows what would have happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. But Chargers lost that game, Chiefs win that tiebreaker over LA and the Chiefs get the one seed they're coming off the bye uh, but before the bye at the end of the regular season the Chiefs were not playing great football so you got a Colts team that's rolling you got a Chiefs team that was struggling at the end of the regular season yeah they had the bye. yeah it's good to have the bye. you rest up a little bit but you can also maybe get a little rusty the best thing for Kansas City is that this game is at home This game is in Kansas City. We always talk about Kansas City as being one of the toughest places to play. Arrowhead is going to be rocking. That place is going to be rocking. So, I'm obviously not picking an upset here because I'm taking Kansas City minus five. But I will tell you that this is one of those rare instances that I'm hoping my bet is wrong. I'm betting Kansas City because... You bet with your head, you don't bet with your heart. You stop betting with your heart, that's how you get into some problems. That's how you get into some trouble. You bet with your brain. And my brain tells me Kansas City at home is going to find a way to win this game. And they're going to find a way to win this game by at least six points, which will cover the five-point spread. But my heart wants Indianapolis to prove me wrong. I will be betting Kansas City in this game, but I'm going to be rooting against my bet because if the Colts can win this one, if the Colts, as the sixth seed, can go into Kansas City and upset the Chiefs, then that means if the Patriots beat the Chargers on Sunday... The Patriots would have the AFC Championship at home. It would be a home game. Look, that wouldn't be an easy game against Indianapolis, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but this is these are things that we that we think about. These are things I worry about. Who would you rather play? An Indianapolis team that's rolling, that maybe looks like the best team in the tournament? At home? At Gillette Stadium? Or would you rather go to Kansas City? If you've paid any attention to the Patriots this year, you should know that regardless of the opponent, you should want the Patriots to play that AFC championship at home. You do not want to go to Kansas City if you're the Patriots. So that's why the Patriots fan in me, as you can see, my Patriots t-shirt right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm rooting for the Patriots to have a home game, which means I'm rooting for the Colts to beat the Chiefs, which means I'll be rooting against my own bet because when I pick and when I bet with my brain, that's what I do here on Picks Picks. I'm betting Kansas City minus five and a half. Excuse me, minus five. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Colts on Saturday at 4.30. I, I, I know that might have been a little confusing. Well, you, you're going to root against your own bet? Yeah, that's what... That's what we do. I try to be realistic and honest with you. I'm going to put my money on Kansas City. That's what I think will happen. But what I hope will happen is that I lose money. Is that I'm wrong. That's right. I'm rooting for the Colts, even though I'm betting Kansas City. Then I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. I'm I'm taking the Cowboys plus seven, and I'll be rooting for the Cowboys plus seven. This game, Saturday night at 8.15. In Los Angeles, the Rams are the two seed in the NFC. The Cowboys are the four seed. The Cowboys coming off a big win at home in the Wild Card round over the Seattle Seahawks. I told you this earlier in this show. I also told you. Early, or did I tell you earlier this week? I'm losing track of the days. I told you at some point earlier, whether it was in, on this show or earlier this week, that it's a tough break for the Cowboys to have to now go on the road because they are such a good team defensively at home. You know, if the Cowboys continued to play at home, I wouldn't pick against them with that defense at home. I really wouldn't. But now they have to go to L.A., take on a Rams team that's coming off the bye. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this game. You know, I'm picking with the spread now. So when I say I'm taking Dallas, that just means I'm taking the points. I I think Dallas is going to be able to... I think they're good enough to, to keep this game close enough. Maybe it's even a backdoor cover. They get a late touchdown and to make this thing interesting. I think Dallas is good enough to keep this game close in L.A. I really do. But I do think the Rams will find a way to escape with a win. You know, I I think maybe this could be a situation of the Rams being a little rusty after the bye. Cowboys get some points early. Rams catch up. And then the Cowboys are playing catch up. And they just can't get the job done because they're on the road. Um, I'm taking the Rams to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But with the spread, it's a playoff game. The Cowboys have looked really good. It's tough that the Cowboys are on the road, but I think they'll be good enough on the road to at least make this a ball game. Rams win the game, but my pick against the spread is Cowboys plus seven. I'm taking Dallas plus seven over the Rams on Saturday night. And then, as you know, you think I'm betting against the Patriots? More importantly, do you think I would ever in... It, do you think I would ever in my life put money on Phillip Rivers to win a playoff game? Ever? No, no, no. Philip Rivers in the playoffs, in his career. I mean, average at best, but I don't even think you could call it average. I think you got to call it below average. Here's my question about this Patriots-Chargers game. And again, I'm taking the Patriots minus four over the Chargers Sunday at 1 o'clock in New England at Gillette Stadium. The Patriots are the two seed, Chargers are the five seed. Here's my question with this game, the question I continue to ask myself about this game. Are the Chargers going to be the Chargers? Oh, uh, more specifically, maybe I should be more specific with that. Is Phillip Rivers going to be Phillip Rivers, right? Is he is he going to be Phillip Rivers? Because let's if we're being honest about the Chargers, I know a lot of people, they want to praise them, and that's some of the bias coming in where... People are going to root against the Patriots. So now they're going to hope the Chargers win. And all their hopes that the Chargers come into Gillette and win will, in their brains, tell them that the Chargers might be a little bit better than they're talking about on TV or the radio, right? But if we're being honest about Philip Rivers, if we want to be completely honest, and I'm, I know I'm saying this with a Patriots t-shirt on right now, again, as you can see on YouTube, but, you know, imagine I don't have a Patriots t-shirt on. We're being honest. Bias aside... What is Philip Rivers? He's arguably the biggest choke artist that I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. And and I say that with a little bit of praise thrown in. You know, to call somebody a choke artist, that, that does mean you're throwing some praise at them because that means you're saying they're good enough to get the job done. They have enough talent to get the job done. There are many times in their career where they do get the job done. They just don't do it in the big moment. They're good enough. They have the talent, they have the skill, um, you know, they have all the tools to get the job done, but when, when that big moment arrives, they turn into a puddle, they choke, they fold under the pressure, and that's what Phillip Rivers does, that's what he's done historically when he gets a team to the playoffs, and when he gets a team that is really good when he gets into the playoffs. Phillip Rivers' first playoff game was against the Patriots, okay? Okay. It was in San Diego. Patriots went to San Diego. The, the Chargers, I think they had the best record in the league in 2006, right? or oh, the 2006-2007 season. The Chargers had the best record in the league. I think they were 14-2. and two. Divisional round, Patriots go to San Diego. And the Chargers, they get beat by the Patriots. And, and that was <laughs> Phillip Rivers' first disappointing, heartbreaking playoff loss of many. Because he continues to choke year after year. So my question with this game is, is Phillip Rivers going to be Phillip Rivers? Look, the Chargers are a good team. They're the five seed. All they had to do was win in week 16 over, at home against Baltimore. And they would have been the one seed. They had the same record as Kansas City. But Kansas City gets the tiebreaker because they had a better divisional record. I think Kansas City was 5-1 and one in their division. And the Chargers were 4-2, and two, I, I believe. So that was the tiebreaker. Kansas City had a better divisional record. So you can make the case that the Chargers were just one win away from being the one seed and, uh, you know, be sitting pretty in that one seed. Here's the problem. When I look at this Chargers team, all right, that was a good win against Baltimore in the wild card round in Baltimore. But the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, they already choked once in Week 16 against Baltimore. Think about it. That's a choke job. That's another example. Recently, just a couple weeks ago, Phillip Rivers choking. Yeah, it was week 16, but if they won that game against the Ravens at home, guess what happens? You're the one seed. Wouldn't you rather be the one seed than having to go into Baltimore then go into Gillette? And then at that point, maybe you if you beat the Patriots, you have to go into Kansas City. Do you know how tough of a road that is? It's too tough. You shouldn't want it. You should want the one seed. Phillip Rivers already choked. I'm putting my money not on Phillip Rivers to win and, you know, turn the narrative upside down. I'm putting money on Phillip Rivers to choke, which means I'm putting money on the Patriots minus four on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I expect the Patriots to pull this one out with a few late scores. Patriots are 8-0 at home. I think the stat you're going to keep hearing is that the Chargers, including their win in Baltimore in the wildcard round, the Chargers are 8-1 on the road. They're much better on the road than they are at home. So there are some things that point to the Chargers maybe having a shot to, to to not be the Chargers. Phillip Rivers having a shot to not be Phillip Rivers in the big moment. You know, they have the pieces. They're a good team. I'm not trying to say the Chargers aren't a good team. But they've had good teams before. They've had better teams before in these situations, in better situations when they've been at home and they haven't been able to get the job done because Phillip Rivers, if we're being honest about the guy, he's a choke artist, and he's going to choke again Sunday at 1. at Gillette. the Patriots find a way to pull it out. They win by more than 4. I'm taking New England, minus 4, over the charges on Sunday. And then my final pick of the weekend the New Orleans Saints, an eight-point favorite. I'm taking New Orleans over Philadelphia. This game's Sunday at 440. It's in New Orleans. The Saints coming off the bye. They're the one seed in the NFC. Philadelphia, they've gone back to Nick Foles. And could you say they're rolling with Nick Foles? Nick Foles a little banged up. He's got the rib injury, but he once again led the Eagles on a drive late in the game in the wild card round on the road in Chicago for a touchdown to Golden Tate that ended up being the game win and now Chicago they missed the field goal Uh, the kid Pocky hit the upright the double doink whatever you want to call it upon further review that ball did get tipped somebody from Philly jumped up and got a piece of that football okay fine I, I still look at that game and think the top story is Nick Foles with the drive you know against Chicago's defense you know Chicago I think looking at their defense having that game in Chicago That's a great spot for them to be in. Up five, five minutes left, having a chance to stop the Eagles' backup quarterback. They couldn't get it done, and Nick Foles, once again, proving that he's no backup quarterback. They're the sixth seed. This might be another deceiving six versus one, much like Indy, a six versus one in Kansas City in the AFC. It's a deceiving six versus one. Here's the only problem I have with this one. The Saints, they should be an eight-point favorite. Maybe they should be higher. Maybe it should be a 10-point spread. This is the only game of the weekend that is a rematch from the regular season. In mid-November, I told you about this on Monday, in mid-November, you probably remember it. In mid-November, New Orleans, in New Orleans, crushed the Eagles. 48-7. Now, the the difference there is Carson Wentz was the quarterback for Philly at the time. Now it's obviously Nick Foles, but Drew Brees had a game for himself through four touchdowns. Wentz did not he threw three interceptions. The Saints whooped the Eagles. Do I think the Eagles will put up a better fight in this game? Yeah, I think they will put up a better fight, but will it be good enough to win or at least good enough to cover? I don't think so. I think that place is going to be rocking. I think the Saints defense, excuse me, Saints offense is on a different planet then Philly's offense, and even on a different planet than anything Philly's defense can cover consistently in New Orleans. I, I, I just, there's no way I'm picking against the Saints to win the game. The question is, will they cover the eight point spread? And I say, yeah, they will. They'll find a way to win by at least 10 points. They're not going to win 48 to 7. But if you told me they won by two touchdowns, I'd say, that's good enough. That will get me enough to cover. I'm taking New Orleans minus eight. Over Philly. So, my picks for the divisional round I'm taking Kansas City minus five. I'm taking Dallas plus seven. I told you the Rams will win the game. I'm taking the points. Dallas plus seven. New England minus four. And the Saints minus eight. Picks, picks for the divisional round presented by betonline.ag. You can win two tickets to the big game on February 3rd in Atlanta. By signing up for a free account today at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, betonline.ag. So those are my picks. And that is my preview for the... Divisional round of the playoffs. I will react to everything that happens in the divisional round on Monday's podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you're looking for the video version of Picks, I always post those on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel right now, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. So moving on from football, I did tell you that I was going to close out the show with my thoughts on the Big news in the world of professional wrestling, and it is big news. It's major news. Look, I do focus mainly on the four major sports, right? But when there's major news in the professional wrestling world, I don't run from it. In fact, I talk about it. I attack it, if that's what you could say. And it's a big time of year for wrestling fans. The road to WrestleMania begins... With the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble is just a couple weeks away. So you got new storylines forming. It's a, it's a new calendar year in, in WWE. But, you know, in the last couple years, I've done more than just WWE. I've talked about New Japan pro wrestling. Some people think I'm crazy for doing that. I don't. I talk about Ring of Honor wrestling. I actually had uh, the real Ring of Honor world champion, Matt Taven, in this studio on two separate occasions over the last year. So uh, I've done some other stuff other than WWE. And the reason I've done that is because the world of professional wrestling, the landscape of professional wrestling, is changing in a way where I think there's guys and there's big names in pro wrestling that feel like they don't need Vince McMahon anymore. They feel like they don't need WWE, right? Because they feel like social media is big for them. YouTube is big for them. Uh selling their own t-shirts and their own merchandise in this day and age is big for them. There's a lot of people that make a living off of just selling merchandise. And 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 so there are big names in the pro wrestling industry that feel like they don't need Vince McMahon to have a successful professional wrestling career. Now, whether that's you know, whether that's right or wrong, true or false. I don't know. I'm not a professional wrestler. All I can do is judge it from afar. And when I judge it from afar, you know, I'm judging it all. I'm judging WWE. I have to take a look at New Japan Pro Wrestling. I have to take a look at some things like Ring of Honor and, and some other um, organizations. But when I do take a look at that, over the last couple of years, what I've noticed is there are some talented guys that I have gone back to watch. I always talk about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a superstar in Japan. He's done some stuff with Ring of Honor, but for the most part, Kenny Omega is a star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think he's, I've told you this, I think he's the best in the world. I think he's the best in the ring. I think he's the best on the mic. I think his character is phenomenal. And, you know, when you see someone like Kenny Omega... And you, you see the excitement and the entertainment that he puts out, whether it's you see it on YouTube or, you know, they, they have a deal with Access TV, AXS TV, which is Mark Cuban's company. And, and, and we get that around here, you know, on the weekends. I tune into that every once in a while. I've watched a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've gone back to watch more. When you go back to watch more, you you know, you, you watch the Young Bucks. You see Cody Rhodes. And... I mentioned Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks right now because they're really smack dab in the middle of what is the biggest storyline in the world of professional wrestling right now. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have created a new wrestling alliance. Like, what do we call it? Federation? What what do we call it? Here's what it is. A new wrestling organization, new wrestling, new professional wrestling company called All Elite Wrestling, AEW. And it started, it's now been officially launched by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. They came together and they came together with Tony Khan, who is the son of the Jacksonville Jaguars owner. So they had a little rally in Jacksonville, obviously, I think right outside the Jaguars stadium, right? You know, I'm sure sure that Tony Khan thought a year ago at this time, I'm sure Tony Khan didn't think that, in in January of 2019, there would be a professional wrestling rally outside of his stadium. I'm sure he thought that there would be in, they'd be getting ready for another divisional round playoff game, but that's not the case because Jacksonville, the Jaguars, shit the bed this year. Instead, they got all elite wrestling. So, I'm sure Tony Khan putting a lot of money into this, but he's got Cody and the Young Bucks. As what are they, the executive vice presidents or whatever they call themselves? But they're, they're starting this new wrestling company. And if you're a wrestling fan and you've done what I told you I do, which is watch New Japan Pro, follow guys like Kenny Omega, follow guys like Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, then this news that they are uh, starting all elite wrestling is big news, is major news. And they had a rally, and I watched it. You know, they had it on the video on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, or wherever they did the video. I think I watched it on Twitter. And, um, you know, they had a couple announcements. They announced that they're doing another event, Double or Nothing, it's called. It's called Double or Nothing. It'll be in Las Vegas. Was It going to be in May. But they're also doing another show, which will be in Jacksonville. Their first show was All In this past fall, and they did that in Chicago, right? At the Sears Center, I believe. Um, I, I actually did not watch it. I actually did not watch All In. I, I saw highlights on YouTube. I heard great things about it. I guess they killed it. They crushed it. Good for them. When I see this new All Elite Wrestling, and I watch this rally, you know, when I'm watching this rally, I'm not going to lie, all I'm thinking about throughout is, what's Kenny Omega doing? Kenny Omega... New Japan Pro Wrestling, his contract just ended, he said he's leaving New Japan Pro, which means he's going somewhere else, he's not going to Ring of Honor, he's either going to All Elite Wrestling, or he's going to WWE, so I'm watching this rally the other day, and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm like, where's Kenny, where's Kenny, where's Kenny, and Kenny never came out, I never heard an announcement on Kenny, Maybe there's an announcement by the time you listen to this show on where Kenny Omega is going. I don't know. I really don't. But he didn't show up at the rally. Here's who did show up. Pac, also known as Neville in WWE. Um, Hangman Page. I think we all knew Hangman Page was going. Now, we're not going to see Marty Scurll. Um, We're not going to see Flip Gordon. Those guys still in Ring of Honor. New Japan. Because they're under contract still. Eventually, you're going to see Marty Skrull in AEW. Eventually, you're probably going to see Flip going in AEW. You're going to see a couple other guys in AEW. Here's what I was actually shocked about. During this rally, they brought out Chris Jericho. They brought out Jericho. And Chris Jericho announced that he has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Now, I assume that he's not going to do All Elite Wrestling and show up in the Royal Rumble, because, and I I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but I think this is a pretty obvious assumption, is that All Elite Wrestling is at some point looking to not just compete with WWE, but All Elite Wrestling is looking... To be the go-to show, the go-to weekly show, the go-to monthly pay-per-view, the go-to wrestling organization for professional wrestling fans. Is I mean, isn't that the? Shouldn't that be the goal? That should be the goal, right? I mean, they got the big names. They got a lot of money being dished to it. I'm sure by Tony Khan. They're doing pay-per-views. They're they're they they got a big audience. Um, they got big names like Chris Jericho. Um. You know, here's the only thing I didn't see or hear. Is the TV deal. Is All Elite Wrestling going to have a TV deal? What is that deal going to be? Is it going to be... Are they going to have a weekly show? Like, we have heard rumors that they have copyrighted Tuesday Night Dynamite. And right now, WWE has SmackDown on Tuesday nights on USA. But as we know, WWE has signed a deal with Fox Sports which means that SmackDown is going to Fox at some point, I think later this year, maybe this October in 2019. And so all elite wrestling is going to fill that Tuesday night void with their own show at some point. Now, will they do it? On, will, will it be a TV deal like Axis or I don't know who will it be with? Um, or will it be, and I threw this out on Twitter a couple days ago. Should they go the, the streaming route? Like, is All Elite Wrestling looking at launching their own streaming service similar to that of WWE Network. And I know some people will say, well, you, you know, you can't go all streaming. You got to have a TV station to, to give a weekly show. And I don't actually think you do need that. Like, if you're paying any attention to the landscape of television and cable and where it's going, I mean, I had a, the guy who installed my cable, in my apartment about a year ago when he was installing it, he told me, yeah, I'm putting all these wires in right now, but at some point we're cutting the cord. I mean, if the cable companies are telling you that, then, then that's, you know, that's a pretty strong message, which means that at at some point, everything that we watch is, is going to be a streaming service. Everything. And for example, right now, and I, this is a free ad for them, and I've given it before, but whatever. It's good. It, I, I, it's a good service. I use YouTube TV. I have the smallest possible cable bundle only because I need to get the bundle to get cheaper internet. If you just got internet, it's too expensive. They make you get the bundle. It's cheaper that way because they want you to have some of the cable TV stations. Fine. I got the bundle just for cheaper internet. But I get the smallest cable package possible, which means I don't have all the channels I want. So how do I get all my channels? YouTube TV. YouTube TV on my smart TV is just an app that I open. I turn on my TV. I open a YouTube TV app. And it takes me to a live guide of different TV stations. Live. It's t- live TV on a streaming app. So don't sit there and tell me, well, all, all elite wrestling, they, they, need a, they need to go to a TV station. You know, they need to go to Access TV. Really? Do you? What if you had your own streaming service and you said, hey, every Monday night or every Tuesday night, we're going to go live on this streaming service at 9 o'clock from 9 to 11. We're going to give you a two-hour show every night. 9 to 11 on this streaming service. It's going to be live, but it's on the streaming service. What's the difference between that and me opening up the YouTube TV app on my phone to watch a to watch?" access TV. There's no difference. I'm going through the same steps. I'm opening an app to watch something on TV. There's no difference there. So don't tell me they can't do a streaming service. I mean, if they got enough money coming in through Tony Khan, they can make it happen. Now, maybe it's not going to happen overnight. You know, but I think one thing you can do is, and I'm sure they're going to do it, is they're going to steal people from WWE. WWE. And I'm not just talking about talent. I'm not just talking about in-ring talent. I'm not talking about broadcasting talent. I'm talking about they're going to steal people from WWE who have knowledge of how their WWE streaming network was launched and they know the biggest problems with it. And here's how you can fix it with All Elite Wrestling streaming service. That's what they're going to do. Believe me, they've already done it. They got Chris Jericho. <laughs> and I don't, again, this might maybe this is an assumption that's wrong, but I don't think it's wrong. They got Chris Jericho to compete against WWE. And that's so they can have Chris Jericho in all-Elite wrestling one night, and then the next night he shows up at the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you that contract says you cannot do anything with WWE while you're under contract with all-Elite wrestling. I guarantee you that's what it says. I actually am willing to bet that Chris Jericho has some sort of uh, some sort of front office power. Like I like executive decision making. Like I they must have offered Chris Jericho something. I know he could say he's not doing it for the money, he's doing it for the love. Oh bullshit. Come on. I wasn't born yesterday, right? <laughs> you, you do and I'm not saying you're wrong for that. Go get the money. Go get the money. You know, Chris Jericho can always go back to WWE. Can always. And I know people might say, Well, Vince McMahon is gonna be pissed. Is he? Is Vince McMahon going to be pissed? I don't know that Vince is going to be pissed. You know, if Vince McMahon knows anything, it's that he's already won one of these wars. Is he going to lose one again? And is he going to lose it to them, All Elite Wrestling? Look, I'm not so sure about that. I, I, I wish All Elite Wrestling, I hope they have a tremendous amount of success. I hope we get to a point where All Elite Wrestling is, who knows, not just an alternative, but something that we look at and say, wow, I gotta gotta see this instead of watching Braun Strowman do terrible promos in the ring. Like, I hope we get to that point. It gives you another option. Think about the Monday Night Wars. How awesome was that time for a wrestling fan? You know, you had different things to watch. You had a choice. Right now, what's your choice? Do you have a choice? I mean, yeah, you could go on YouTube and watch different matches, but... If Raw's on, if SmackDown's on, you're a wrestling fan, that's what you're watching. That's what you're watching. Um, you know, I, I'm just, and maybe I'm assuming what All Elite's goal is, but I don't think it's a crazy assumption to say that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are sitting there going, not only are we going to compete with WWE, but we want to overtake them as the top dogs in the wrestling industry. And here's how we're going to do it. Uh, A lot of people say the next step is TV. I will tell you, as somebody who has been focusing on on on-demand content a lot over the last two years, more than anything live, I've been focusing on on on-demand more than anything live, I can tell you that on-demand, especially streaming content, is something that I utilize, not just as uh, a consumer, but also as a producer as somebody who produces new content. I mean, I'm, I'm in both, right? I got, I'm involved in both. Consuming it and producing it. And I can tell you, not only is it the future, it's the, it's the present. When I open a YouTube TV app to watch live TV, don't tell me that All Elite Wrestling needs to be on TV. Because I'm opening an app to watch that station that they're going to be on anyways. Just launch your own streaming service. It's not going to be perfect right away. I got news for all elite wrestling fans of people who are buying their t-shirts already. That's Their product is not going to be perfect right away. They don't even really have a product yet. If you think about it, like if they wanted to put a pay-per-view together right now, could they? Given, you know, contractual situations? Probably not right now. That's a process. And I, you know, they don't just want this one night only bit kind of how All In was. All In was like a one night only. They got permission from other places to use their guys for one night at the CSM. Worked out great. Um, In fact, that's probably really where Cody saw, where they saw the vision. Where they looked around and they thought, holy shit, you know, we we got something here. Let's Can we get somebody involved with some money who loves wrestling, who will be as passionate as we are? And I think they found Tony Khan, who loves wrestling, who's got money. And they're willing to dish it out. We know they're not making any playoff revenue this year. <laughs> that's sorry. Tony, I'm sorry. But, you know, I'm not a Jaguars fan. Um, and there was some type of pleasure, I think, that we found in the Jaguars not making the playoffs this year after hearing one of your defensive stars running his mouth nonstop, not shutting his mouth. You know, when you have a player who runs your mouth nonstop, doesn't shut his mouth, and then doesn't even make the playoffs, and gets toasted all year in the, pro- in the process, you, know, you find a, a certain amount of, of pleasure in watching that team fail. Sorry. I had to, had to <laughs> throw another jab in there. But they found Tony Khan. He loves wrestling. He's going to put money into it. Um, and they probably saw their vision at All In. But they want more than that. Again, these are all assumptions I'm making, but I think they're obvious assumptions. They want more than that. They want a regular roster. They want a regular product, a weekly show with monthly pay-per-views. And um, I don't think they have all of that yet. They don't have all that yet. It's great that they have Jericho. I'm actually shocked by that. It's great that they have Pac. It's great that they have Hangman Page. You know they're going to get Marty Scurll, uh, maybe Flip Gordon, a couple of those guys. Um, You know, Cody, the Bucks. You know, it's great that they have them. I'm sure there's a couple other more names that I'm not even mentioning right now. There's going to be wrestlers that you know at WWE that will probably go to All Elite Wrestling and become stars. There's probably going to be some guys that they steal from New Japan if they don't end up working with New Japan. Maybe they end up working with New Japan. I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you this. I've reached, I've actually reached out to New Japan recently to see if they're looking for any uh, broadcasting on the American side because they have shown signs that they want to come to the U S new Japan pro wrestling wants to have, uh, a U.S. fan base that goes beyond just, you know, someone like me in my apartment in Southie go, turning on YouTube and trying to find Kenny Omega highlights or, or highlights of the young bucks. They want more than that. They want regular stuff. That's why they have a deal with access TV and Mark Cuban. Will New Japan decide? Hey, our best option is to work with Cody and the Bucks and all elite. And, and you know what? But you know what? I I say that. And again, I'm assuming all this behind the scenes stuff. I don't know any of it. I'm trying to use my brain. And I know I say New Japan would they do this? Would they do that? As if they're the ones that you know, they're the ones that are holding all the cards. Maybe I'm wrong there. I mean, Cody and the Bucks, they might be looking at New, New Japan saying, no, "No, you know what?" We don't want to do that. Like, we want to steal your talent and make them sign full-time with us. We don't want to do partnerships with other companies. WWE doesn't do partnerships with other companies, and we want to compete with WWE. We want to be known. Let's be honest. They want to be WCW. At the beginning of those Monday Night Wars where they're stealing ratings from Raw eventually, right? And maybe they look at that and say, well, let's... Let's act like our own entity. Let's act like our own organization. Let's not partner with other companies. Let's tell other wrestlers that if you want to be with us, you have to come with us full time. And we're the only organization that you can be seen with. And you're going to sign on the dotted line. It's going to be a full time contract. It's going to be a lot more money than you're going to be making over there. But you're all in with us. No pun intended. You're all in with us and that's it. So and so I don't know what type of deal that they could get with New Japan, but I I've reached out to New Japan lately because I've al- I've always wanted to be involved somehow in the wrestling business. Obviously, I'm not a wrestler. I get that. I've joked about that before. Um, you know, when you're five, seven and you know, you're not you don't have the bodybuild type, right? <laughs> and you you've never wrestled a day in your life, I don't think overnight you're gonna become a pro wrestler or ever at all. But I've always wanted to be involved in the biz, as may, in some type of maybe broadcasting role, and I, I, I think that one thing the professional wrestling world lacks is they lack like, and I talk about this. I've been talking about this for years. A show that talks about wrestling, like you in professional sports, you have all of these TV shows and radio shows. You, let's go with TV, visual. You have all these TV shows that are reactionary shows. Like you have First Take on ESPN. Um, you have that stupid show on Fox Sports 1 that never makes any sense. But they have guys going back and forth giving their takes on things. Pro wrestling, there's a market for that. There's a market for a show where two people sit in a room like they're in a radio studio and it's simulcast on TV or on a streaming network. And it's, it's called Tables, Ladders, and Takes. Tables, Ladders, and Takes. And what we do is we break down everything. And don't just break it down, but we give you honest reaction. We pull no punches. Here's what we think. And we talk about the the behind-the-scenes stuff. And look, I'm not saying nobody does this on the internet. It's all over the internet. But I'm saying an official show that's part part of, like, on the WWE Network. It could be a show every day where they take live calls. I don't know. They sell advertisements. It's a, it'd be like a radio simulcast. You know, I've always wanted to get involved, maybe something like that with someone, or even a broadcasting role. I I'd like. I reached out to, my point is, I reached out to New Japan. I thought maybe they'd lose some talent to AEW. They, if they're still trying to get involved in, in the U.S., maybe trying to come to the East Coast of the U.S., I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm their guy. Right? I'm their guy. I've reached out to them. I've thrown my hat in the ring. <laughs> so to speak but uh, all elite wrestling has potential is it a finished product no way what are the steps that they could take to become a finished product I already told you you, know, you, you need regularity you need a TV show but when I say TV it can be streaming it can be on a streaming service you can, you can start your own streaming service and just do it there Right, You can do everything on that. And they need regular pay-per-views. They also need Kenny Omega. And I guess this is bringing it back full circle to how I opened it. Kenny Omega. All eyes are on Kenny Omega. He did not show up at All Elite Wrestling's little rally. At least I didn't see him. And I, you know, you read rumors, you hear things, but what's true, what's not? What can you believe? What can't you? You know, I'm sure that I never know what's in character and what's not. Is Kenny Omega really leaving New Japan or is that part of a storyline? Like, you know, the good ones know how to work, something like that. And Kenny Omega is one of the great ones, in my opinion. And I don't even think it's an opinion. I think it's a fucking fact. Kenny Omega is the best in the world. And while I wish All Elite Wrestling nothing but the best, I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to root for him. uh, Because as I've said many times, Cody Rhodes, I admire the way... He has handled his business. And I say business and I stress business because he he started handling his business like a business. Which is that he, he saw himself with superstar potential. Sure, he didn't feel like he was getting it in WWE. And he said, guess what? The world that we live in, I can make my own name what I think it can be. And credit to Cody Rhodes. He did that. Cody Rhodes left WWE and became a superstar. How many people do you know have done that? And don't even go back to the Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWF, and those guys like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, maybe they're the closest that you could that you could say that about. But they still were s- stars in WWE. Razor Ramon and the ladder matches with Shawn Michaels? I mean, don't tell me that Razor Ramon wasn't a star. Diesel was the WWF champion. Don't tell me he wasn't a star. So they were already stars when they left WWF, WWE. Cody Rhodes, you know, they were using him as almost a gimmick. He said, I can be a star, a superstar. He, How many guys do you know could leave WWE and become the superstar that Cody Rhodes has become over the last two years. There is nobody. There's nobody that could do it that way. I'm sorry. There's not. So I admire the road that Cody Rhodes has taken to become what he always thought he could be, which is a superstar. That's what he is. And I wish him nothing but the best. And I hope they have plenty of success. That said, I hope Kenny Omega goes to WWE. I do. I hope he goes to WWE. WWE. I read a quote coming from Hulk Hogan. And I know you can read—you can only read a quote from Hulk Hogan these days and take it so seriously, right? I read a quote from Hulk Hogan. In Sports Illustrated, SI.com, friend of mine, Justin Barrasso, friend of the show, Justin Barrasso, covers pro wrestling for Sports Illustrated. I'm paraphrasing, but Hogan was talking about... Justin asked him about Kenny Omega and where he thought Kenny Omega should go because Omega is... Well, if he left New Japan, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Hulk Hogan said, you know, he should go to WWE. And Hulk Hogan said that by using an analogy of, you know, not going to WWE is like going your whole life without eating at McDonald's. And while it's it seems like maybe a, a an over-the-top silly comparison, I mean, he's got a point. Kenny Omega, if he is what I call him, which is the best in the world, not just in the ring, but on the mic, he's the best of both worlds. He's 20, if you ask me, 20 times better than 99% of the WWE roster. I say 99 and not 100 because I think AJ Styles is right there with Kenny Omega. A guy who was formerly in New Japan. A guy who was formerly the leader of the Bullet Club. AJ Styles... Took a road that I think Kenny Omega needs to follow, and I hope Kenny Omega does, because All Elite isn't like I think Kenny Omega can always go to All Elite, and in fact, I think if you see, I know it has. They have the potential to maybe get greedy, and and who knows, maybe take some things personal. I don't know, Cody and the Bucks, but actually, if I'm Cody and the Bucks, I know they ne- they would never take advice from somebody in Boston who just knocked their own owners- you know, Tony Khan's football team. But if I'm Cody and the Bucks, I'm actually saying to Kenny Omega, sign a one-year deal with WWE. Go have your dream match with AJ Styles. Go win the WWE Championship. Go fight Styles at WrestleMania. Have your dream match. Sign a two-year deal with WWE. Win a belt. Have a couple... Feuds that a dream and have some dream matches, and that will make your that will make your departure from WWE and your entrance to all elite wrestling when we're really rolling that much more special, honestly, because Dan Jericho's there, then Omega can all of a sudden surprise and confront Jericho, much like Jericho surprised and confronted Kenny Omega in New Japan a year ago. You know, if I'm Cody and the Bucks, I say to Kenny Omega, yeah, you know what? Go sign WWE. We're we're gonna be here. This is a long term strategy. This isn't gonna be one year and done. You know? Um they have a plan. It's a long term plan. It's not gonna be an overnight success. And if I'm Omega, I think you've got to know that. Kenny omega Omega's gonna know. Go to WWE. Have your dream match with AJ Styles. Maybe headline WrestleMania in two years. Sign that two-year contract. It could be a three-year contract. Doesn't matter. I want to see Kenny Omega in the WWE. If he doesn't go WWE now, I, I just think... I think it's the wrong decision. And who am I to say what's the right decision for him? I don't know anything about the money that's being dealt out. I don't know anything about the schedules that they'd have in all elite wrestling. I don't know anything about the plan that WWE would have for him. I have no idea. I mean, WWE would not put him in NXT. They wouldn't. Omega would have the same route that AJ Styles had, which is start at the Royal Rumble in a couple weeks, come into the Rumble, Have his little moment with AJ Styles or maybe Shinsuke Nakamura in the middle of the ring. Tease a future matchup. Have a couple feuds. I mean, think about AJ Styles' storyline right now. He attacks Vince McMahon. Anytime you get put in a feud with Vince McMahon, you know something big's coming. I actually think AJ Styles is about to start some type of, I don't know, bullet club. Obviously not called that. But maybe that's what Kenny Omega gets involved. You know, um, I, I just think that Omega in the WWE is the most coveted storyline that fans want to see. I the, the people that that root for Kenny Omega, that watch Kenny Omega, he needs to. I think everybody says he needs to go to WWE. Or maybe I should have speak for myself. I think Kenny Omega should go to WWE. I do. I think he should. I don't think he should walk away from that again. He's had opportunities in the past. He hasn't done it. In fact, I don't know. It might have even gotten close. A couple of years ago, John Cena Instagrammed a picture of Kenny from South Park a couple days before the Royal Rumble. It got people talking. Kenny? Is he going? You know, maybe it was close then. It fell through. To me... Hulk Hogan, kind of a nut, but he's got a point. If Kenny Omega doesn't go to WWE ever, it's kind of like going your whole life without eating at McDonald's. (laughs) It really is. And if Omega doesn't go now, what is he in his his early 30s? You know, if you sign up for All Elite right now, then you're really committing to your friends. You're, You're really... Going all elite. And I think at that point you close it. You close the door on WWE at that point. I do. I think that. All elite's always going to be there for you. Those are your boys. They're not a finished product yet. Go to WWE right now. In fact, the timing really couldn't be more perfect to go to WWE. I hope Kenny Omega's in the Rumble. I hope he's fighting AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I hope Omega is put in a storyline that has him on track to maybe win a major championship at WrestleMania the year after that. Let's go. Omega, Lesnar? I mean, Omega, AJ Styles? People say Omega, Seth Rollins. Eh. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is better as a bad guy when he was with uh, Triple H. Right? When he was... When, when when he was the bad guy, now he's kind of the good guy. Dean Ambrose is the bad guy. Eh. But Omega, there's so many storylines there. Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm probably forgetting a couple others that I'm not even thinking about. You get Kevin Owens back in the mix. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff there to digest with that. There's a lot of storylines that people want to see. <sighs> Kenny Omega... Well, I wish nothing but the best for all elite wrestling. That's always going to be there for him. I hope Kenny Omega goes to WWE. What will happen? I have no idea. I will bring in Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated in a couple weeks. He'll join me in studio. We'll preview the Royal Rumble. And uh, I can't wait for that. But I'll be back on Monday to react to everything that happened in the NFL playoffs. I'll be watching every single game closely and... I will obviously be rooting for the Patriots to beat the Chargers, and like I told you, I'll be rooting for the Colts to beat the Chiefs so that the Patriots can have the AFC Championship at home. Whatever happens, I'll react on Monday. Get this show whenever you want at Podcast One, also on iTunes, Spotify, and my website, DannyPicard.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Picard. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I am out. Talk to you on Monday.